It's Baseball Shangri-La with Amy Cuevas and Juan Ramirez. Hey, I would maybe I should take myself off a of mute there. Hey, everybody, uh, welcome to another. What a great way to start the show, huh, Amy? Quality hey guys. show. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, the, the show is still new. Okay, I, I just want to point that out. So, hi, everybody. Hi, Amy. How are you? So, a long hi. time no talk. Hey, what's up? I'm glad you're off mute. <laughs> nice to talk to you. You know, I, there was a period of time, uh, I, I think it was just one, that we had done like back-to-back -back shows, and then one day I don't do a show, and it felt weird, Amy. It, it, I have to tell you the truth, that it felt weird that I wasn't doing a show with you. I missed hanging out with you. It's been, God, what, like 48 hours? <laughs> Maybe a little more? I don't know. <laughs> Well, as you guys all know, if you've been watching the show, we had a new segment. It debuted last episode. So uh, we're going to start with that segment again, uh, base running blunders, because I have a base running blunder, Amy. And this is from a few episodes back. One of our listeners, uh, Anthony Couturier, viewer, uh, called us out. on. Well, he called me out specifically because this was my mistake. It, it, it has nothing to do with you, Amy. When we were talking about the Dodgers attendance, plenty of and, my own, just, just to throw that out there, <laughs> we're going to, and we're going to make more. <laughs> this is why this is an official segment on the show, because we do uh, make a lot of base running blunders and we just hope to cut down on them. But a few episodes ago, I had said that the Dodgers really want to hit 4 million in attendance and they would be the first team in major league baseball to do that. I stand corrected the Yankees of New York. Uh, drew 4 million fans. So the Dodgers would not be the first team to draw 4 million in attendance. Uh, it's still very important to them. And I think if they're going to do it, we're going for silver. <laughs> yeah. I, if they're going to do it, this upcoming season, the 2024 season is definitely the time to do it. So I, you know what? I, I love the fact that Anthony did it in a very respectful way, reached out to it. And I love that our listeners, our viewers, check us on this stuff. Uh, in the end, we want to get everything right. So if we are saying something that is incorrect, please feel free to reach out to us through our social medias. Um, Amy, because I am not technically savvy, can you put up the banner again with our social media? If you guys are watching on YouTube, uh, for those of you who are listening on the audio portion, I'll just read it out to you. You can follow us on X at BB LA. On Instagram, Threads, and Twitch, we are Baseball Shangra LA. Um, and also, make sure you guys are subscribed uh, to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Look, it would be fantastic. I don't want to force you guys, but it would be great if you could give us some ratings or even write some reviews to, to help to get the word out on Baseball Shangra LA. Uh, before we get into today's topic, Amy, do you have any um, base running blunders or are you perfect and you just um, like to show me up? I am far from perfect. I, I don't think I have any today that I caught, but I'm sure you guys will let us know. And kind of like what Juan was saying, like we want to get you guys information. We want to get you guys news. We're, we're going to mess stuff up. We're human, but like we're, we're really trying to be at least on the ball here. I mean, I've got some notes because I want to make sure we get as much right as we possibly can. So thank you for letting us know, like Juan said, in respectful ways. Hey, how great was that? We only had one base running blunder, so we might actually have a chance to win the game. So let's get right into it. Today's topic on the show, uh, 
pitchers and catchers reported to spring training. And Amy and I were having this conversation off air because we were perplexed because we were like, hey, wait, I thought pitchers and catchers reported on February 9th. Everything I, I felt- totally thought it was tomorrow. I was I was all prepared to be excited tomorrow. And then I saw all the video rolling in of everybody walking in today. So I, I was definitely confused till you helped clear it up for me. Yeah. So if anybody out there is just as confused as we were. So I guess today, February 8th, is the reporting date for pitchers and catchers. The first official workout for pitchers and catchers is February 9th. The same applies for the players. So the player's report date is February 13th, next Tuesday, and their first official workout is on Wednesday, February 14th on Valentine's Day. Uh, How perfect is that? I love baseball, and we get the full squad workout that day. There you go. For So, yeah, so we woke up to that this morning. Uh, one of the things uh, Dylan Hernandez of the Los Angeles Times shared this on his X feed, a, a, a picture. There were 40 Japanese reporters uh, at Camelback Ranch at 6 a.m. in the morning. Okay. And I, I know they don't let them in at 6 a.m. in the morning. I think the clubhouse officially didn't open until 1020 in the morning. So you have all these Japanese reporters there like four hours before they can even get into to get access. But because of that, we got a lot of great pictures of players walking up to the facility. Uh, Yamamoto was there making his appearance. Shohei was there. Uh, let's get into this right now. Uh, just, just as an aside real quick. that So yeah. along with some of the confusion about when people reported, uh, Camelback Ranch at least up until last week, officially was going to open to the public on the 9th. And that started at, I believe, 9 a.m. So that may be, that also may be a factor in some of the Japanese reporters being able to get in, get in early, or, you know, even just use the restroom. <laughs> well, they weren't allowing them to use the restroom. I mean, Dylan's uh, tweet made that very clear. They wouldn't even let him use the, the bathroom. But look, you and I, we were both at Dodgers Fest. We saw how much media was there. This is just going to be the perfect norm. I want to get into this later on in the show because Clayton Kershaw uh, addressed this. But how excited, let, before we get into what Kershaw actually said, how excited are you? Do you count this is the beginning of spring training when pitchers and catchers report? Or do you wait until the first spring training game? When does the official spring training start for you, Amy? I'm celebrating all of it. So I love just the different milestones, which again, I thought tomorrow was the day. So I dusted off my, my jacket today when you let me know that we were a day early. Um, but I'll celebrate, you know, today I'll celebrate it again when they have the full squad workout, when we have our first game, first away game, first home game. Like I love baseball. I'm just going to celebrate it all. And one of the other things I want to remind everybody is that, you know, things are going to be a little different for the Dodgers in spring training because of the Korea series, because they're playing uh, the show pods in Korea at, in the middle of March, well, a little past the middle of March. Um, they're on a more a little, I, I believe, an accelerated rate in spring training uh, because they're going to be playing games that actually count in the middle of March. One of the things, though, that I do think is going to be odd, and this is not the first time it's happened to the Dodgers, because when the Dodgers traveled to Australia, it was kind of similar where they ended up playing in the middle of March. And then they come back and they play more spring training games. And then the season starts. You're shaking your head, Amy. You, do you not agree with this? 
Okay, so I'm just a fan and I'm thinking of, okay, so there's going to be two days I've got to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch baseball and and then go to work. And then we have the weekend, but then we have, you know, the first freeway series, which is going to be even more exciting now that Otani's on the Dodgers. And then we have opening weekend. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, exhausted and excited, but like, I'm not the player suffering from jet lag and then coming into, you know, even if it is still considered spring training or preseason, that's still a big, that's a big game. That's a big series before we actually have the home opener. And so it's going to be a whirlwind. I I mean, look, when, whenever you factor international travel, I don't think there's ever a good time that you could do it. Like if you wait later and have it be the official start of the season, or if you have it in season, the problem is you're traveling international. uh, That's going to cost you time. Yeah. You got to give at least some of these guys a little bit of rest to just catch up with all those long uh, air, you know, uh, flights, but Look, this is, we've talked about this before, and this is the direction that baseball is going in. The growth of baseball is international. Baseball is an international sport. So Major League Baseball, I mean, look, we've had the Mexico series for a couple of seasons now. That's going to happen later on this year. The Yankees are going to be traveling uh, to Mexico to play a series. Next year, there's going to be a series in Japan so this is not this is something that I think teams are going to have to get used to. I just do think it's odd that they're going to play games that count and then they're going to come back and do have spring training games. So well, and to be fair, they so they're going to finish with the Mariners on March 13th and then they've got three days off. And I'm assuming those are travel days because they're going to play two more spring training games in Korea and then play the the sole opener, if you will. So they're going to be there for, what, almost a week? So, I mean, they'll get a little bit of time to adjust. It's just that coming back I'm more concerned about, just making sure that they can get back in the groove with two days before they go to, you know, um, I think we open it at Dodger Stadium, and then we close that series at Angel Stadium. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be playing uh, two of the Korean teams uh, out there before they play the Padres. So, I, I, like I said, should it have been maybe opening day? I mean, like if you do it in the regular season, you're still going to have this problem, but it does does just feel because they're going to have two rosters. They're going to have a roster for the Korea series, and then they're going to have an opening day rosters. So I'm very curious as to how that is going to play itself out. But from this point on, Amy, we're going to be actually being be able to focus on baseball. No longer are we going to be talking about social activities or what if situations. We can actually we're going to have reports, and then you're going to be going to spring training. Do you, do you know yet what dates you're going to be uh, there, or or do you know you don't want to say it on air because you don't, don't want, want people to, coming? Up. I don't want to tell anybody. No, 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 no. Um, I'll be there the the eighth through the tenth because I'm also I'm going to be going to spring training. Um, and then there, that also coincides with the, the Sabre Conference. So the Society for American Baseball Research is happening that weekend as well. So a lot of people who are going to nerd out on baseball, um, it's a great way to, to network and then just go see where, you know, analytics is at right now. So I'll be kind of hopping between all of that. So spring training games, Sabre Conference, and I don't know, trying to breathe. <laughs> Net alert, everybody. Uh, Let me get my glasses. They're over. They're right over there. (laughs) Sabre's fairly new, right, Amy? Or has it been around for a while? I think it's been around for a while. This is I just found out about it this year. I think it was um, Sarah Langs who was posting on Twitter and I found out about it and then did a deep dive. And 
it is amazing. They do all kinds of research. They have photo, just historical photos. If anything that you can think about, they've got a different research group for it. And you don't have to do the research. You can just join and be a part of it. There's chapters for every city. So there, there's actually a lot to it. Um, there's even stuff, there's like different segments for women in baseball, um, umpires. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Black Sox scandal, podcasters. So anything that has to do with baseball that you can research, there's probably a group within Saber for it. So you can join, become a member, um, and then just be a part of those groups and have access to the tools there. And it's just, if you're a nerd like me, just diving into that data is amazing. Nerd alert. Uh, Sorry, that, I got a little passionate about that for a second. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, that sounds great. Uh, so I would love to, when you do, we, we definitely going to have to have a segment on the show where you actually talk about Sabre. So well, we've got a lot of things to work uh, look forward to. So let's get into it. So we saw Yamamoto show up. Basically, everyone showed up today uh, in terms of pitchers and catchers. But the, the big news of the day was that Clayton Kershaw spoke to the media for the very first time. So we want to get into it in depth in terms of what Clayton Kershaw said. And one of the things that really stood out to me first from his conversation with the media was uh, about the decision to sign with the Dodgers. And I, I found this very interesting. Clayton Kershaw said that this was the first really big decision in his life. Now, I would think getting married to your wife would count as a very big decision. But he even said, he's like, look, she was my high school sweetheart. But the fact that he said this is the first the foregone conclusion, he knew he knew he loved Ellen. So it worked out. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, to him, what I thought was interesting was when he said his first big decision was either to have surgery or retire. Like for the first time up until this point, I felt like that's all speculation. That was all us projecting on, oh, uh, well, Kershaw's going to retire. I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. This might be a nominee for base, base running blunders. But have you ever heard Kershaw speak openly about retirement? Uh, no, not not that I've heard, not not being part of the media up to this point and then not before just, you know, following the sport and following what he was talking about. The fact that um, I think it was Fabian Ardaya uh, said that he had a couple quotes there that it was the decision itself was not as quick as he thought. And it took plenty of conversations with Ellen over a couple of weeks to come to that decision, which is just really interesting to me because you think. I mean, he does have a family. He's got to weigh that much like what we were talking about on the last episode. He's got to take that into consideration. It's not like he's a, he's a bachelor and he can just, you know, go where the wind blows him. So the fact that this took some thought is, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, oh yeah, I forget he's a person. <laughs> well, we talked about this on the last episode, right? That could this be the last hurrah? Like, is this going to be him, especially if the Dodgers win the World Series and he's a part of it? Is he going to ride off on the sunset? But I think this is the first time that we have conclusive evidence that he is aware uh, retirement is around the corner. How soon that retirement gets here, that's still to, to be decided. But I, I found that very interesting. The other thing we also learned is he is now in the second week of his throwing program. So... Uh, Look, we talked about this in the last episode when they actually announced that the Dodgers were going to be signing Kershaw. I still have my doubts that he's going to pitch this year. Uh, I know they talked into the timetable. He had said July-ish, August-ish. 
And Ish was part of his quote. To, so yeah, it, yeah. for those people who are not looking at the quote or haven't been on, if you're if you're like me and you were at work all day and you didn't see it till just recently, the ish was part of it. July-ish, August-ish. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's his word. So again, to me, it just seems like it, there might be even a little bit of doubt on his part whether he can do this. Uh, and that's why when I keep seeing all of these charts of what the Dodgers projected starting rotation is and again we we talked about this before i i don't know if you can there's a good reason that the dodgers have so many starting ro uh, rotation options and that's because i think there is a level of uncertainty around kershaw and i don't think we can forget that uh am i wrong on that amy i don't think so i mean we're all him himself included waiting to see what happens if he's two weeks into a throwing program i mean to me that's good news at least he's able to throw right now considering he just had surgery that's not saying he's ready to pitch anytime soon but but that's to me that's that's something to be optimistic about um trying to make sure that we give credit to all the people we just we got our sources from today but um alden gonzalez reported that he's going to be going back home he just had his physical today but now he's going back home and he's going to return in early march um and so he's going to come back when he's further along and again a quote from kirsch um <laughs> before he bothers people with having to deal with him you know typical kirsch right like <laughs> just you know what i'm i'm gonna go home i'm gonna do what i need to do and then i'll come back when i'm ready so just interesting I, how he. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm no, I'm glad you pointed that out because one of the things that I thought was interesting was the placement of his locker. Uh, and, and so they made a big deal because Yamamoto and Shohei's lockers are right next to each other. But uh, I believe uh, Kershaw's lock. Well, he he does have an actual locker in there. Uh, but the fact that he's going to go back home and he's not going to come back until March. I, I just find that clubhouse is going to be very interesting because it I from reports is that Mookie's locker there it goes Mookie Shohei's in the middle and then Yamamoto. I I I I think it's going to be very interesting to see that dynamic. The other have thing they released the the images of that already. I have not that seen easy. images of that. Oh okay, because I'm trying to picture it in my head, like where the layout is. I'm like, where would they have put him? But okay, if you haven't seen the pictures yet, <laughs> and I'm sure, and the, you know, I am surprised that the pictures haven't come out yet because this was the first. The clubhouse opened at 10:20 this morning, uh, so I don't know if maybe they weren't allowed in the clubhouse because where they were interviewing Kershaw, it was not in the clubhouse. It looked like it was in the hallway of the facility. And I, I think that's another thing that the Dodgers are going to be discovering in spring training. If you all had 40 members of the media that were just Japanese alone, who knows how many English speaking members of the media were already there. I, they're going to have to get creative in a, in a place where they can fit all these people. It's, it's, I, I myself shifts. I mean, you maybe you have like American media first, or I don't care about the order. Japanese media first, whoever you want to put first. But like maybe you do it in shifts. That way you can break it up, and and the groups won't be quite that large. Because that that picture, it, you could see Kirsch kind of just like pressed against the wall, and it was like, whoa, does does a guy have room to breathe? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just got claustrophobic seeing that picture, looking at it. Um, Use your safe word, Kirsch. Use your safe word. So one of the things, though, we had talked about narratives. So the, the, this is the first time we heard Kershaw talk about retirement. Another narrative that we talked about on this show was 
did Kershaw want to go out the way he went out and just getting bombed in that playoff game against the, the Arizona Diamondbacks? And so he said it. He made it clear today. He told the media he did not want to go out that way. And that factored into his decision to come back again. I feel like there's all these reasons in his mind where he should go, why he should come back. But physically, if your body and your mind are disconnected and it's like your mind is telling your body, I want to do this, but your body is just like, bro, I can't do this anymore. That's what we're going to find out. Okay. Why are you sighing at me? But but can you fault the guy for wanting to come back? Like if if they're offering him the opportunity and the Dodger or the Dodgers, the doctors are going to be watching him very closely. Just if you put on your your Kershaw hat, why would you like why would you not come back? Especially if you have that mental pull, like I I want to come back. I I want that redemption. You know, I'm I'm not ready to quit yet. Even if your body may be lagging a little bit, like why would you if somebody's giving you the opportunity, you're just gonna be like, no. I think I'm good. Like, yeah. No, I, no, I, I don't fault him at all. And you're absolutely correct. And, and the reason why, and I want, you mentioned this earlier, you wanted to give credit to certain people is look, we all know the Dodgers beat writers. There's, there's Juan Toribio, there, there's Jack Harris, uh, Fabian Ardaya, Bill Plunkett. They're all reporting this, but they're all reporting the same thing because Kershaw physically spoke to the media. So even though I am not citing specific reporters saying this, I'm not citing them because they were all repeating the same thing. So if you follow all those guys on social media, they were all just these are all direct quotes coming from Kershaw. So and the only reason is, I'm I'm quoting them is because that's literally who I grabbed that. I grabbed this quote from from Fabian's page. I have a couple from Jack Harris and one Thribio. But if you look down the timeline, if you're on Twitter or whatever, they all they all did have the same quotes. That's just who I happened to grab it from. And I just want to not saying that you're not Juan, but I just want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're we're mentioning. You know what? Mentioning all of them. It, you're right. It, I did see some from Bill Plunkett. I You know, I have some from from other people. So. Yeah, they're doing the work out there that that we get to enjoy and have that coverage because not all of us can be out there right now. No, and it, that's why it is important to give them credit. But when they're all reporting the same thing, it's hard for me to distinguish who had it first. So oh. that that's the reason why I'm not mentioning any names. I'm I'm just focusing on what actually Kershaw said. Uh, so a what preemptive the, base base running blunder moment? Then I don't know who said any of those quotes first. I just grabbed them <laughs> off of Twitter. So that's my preemptive moment. Not myself. <laughs> Amy, nobody's out to get you. Just relax. Nobody's out to get you. You're you're fine. <laughs> we're we're keeping the show base at bay. Okay, okay. the show base. They can watch the show, but we're, we're okay. Um, okay. Another thing that uh, I, one of the things I thought. It was great about this was Kershaw seemed to be very candid and we saw this with Kobe Bryant towards the end of his career and of course that's my obligatory Kobe uh reference because today at the time of this recording uh Kobe Bryant's statue is being unveiled uh and it is 2824 um but I feel like when towards the end of Kobe's career he was very candid with the media like there was no filter like Kobe was sitting there just telling you everything and I think this, that's what happened today with Kershaw. I feel Kershaw was extremely candid. He was just stream of consciousness. It's like, ask me whatever you want, and I'll and I'll tell you everything. And 
So he said it was amazing to watch what the organization did this winter and that he wanted to be a part of it. He said that the talent is probably the best I've ever been a part of, and I'm hopeful that I can be a part of it too. So two things there. One is that is it's got to be so tempting for him. Now we know there's a lot of reasons why he probably didn't sign with the Rangers. Okay. But you always say this being a human being, you see the Dodgers signing after signing and they're, they're assembling the Avengers over there. Amy, that's gotta be tempting, especially for him. He doesn't want it to end to be, I want to be a part of this. Why, why would you not want to be a part of it? But like, we're all going through this in our, in our own ways, wherever we are in our life. Right. Like we're all aging as my friend Hillary likes to say, we're all dying. But like when she's being a little goth, but, but I mean, it's, it's gotta be hard as a baseball player, especially with somebody like him, who's had a career like he has, like you can, you know, you, you even said he's, he's surpassed Sandy Koufax in many ways to just know that he's at the tail end of his career. That, that can't be easy. And then to see this team that they've assembled and know you, you went out, not the way you wanted to at the end of the season. And you had to have surgery. Like that's, that's got to be hard. Like, I don't want to be on the sidelines. I want to be right in there. I want to, I want to play too. Yeah, absolutely. And the second part of that though, is what caught me because when he said, I'm hopeful that I can be a part of it too. And I think you can read into that many different ways. Uh, is he talking about performance wise? Can he be a part of it? Because we talked about this on our last episode. If everybody else pitches as well as they do, there's not going to be enough spots for everybody. So it's like there's going to be odd, odd, odd met out here in this situation. But again, you can also read it. Will his health, will his health allow him to be a part of it? Uh, it, it was just very, I, I think it was very sobering because it also just reminded us of the uncertainty. It's great that he's there. It's great that, but there's still a lot more work to be done. It was, it's almost, it's reminiscent for me of like when we were in Dodger stadium watching, you know, Albert Pujols hit, like hit those milestones, but also knowing like he's nearing the end of his career, like that we get to see this right now, but, but we're at the tail end. And honestly, even if he just gets to pitch one game this season, good for him. He got, he got to be a part of it. He's, he's said in, in previous, you know, interviews, he hates being on the sideline, especially when he's injured, just sitting there watching everybody go through it. That can't be an easy feeling, especially coming, like I said, from a career that he's had, that sucks. Like you just want to be in it. You've, you probably got the itch to just run out there. Like, just put me on the mound, please just put me in coach. Just put me in. No. And that's why I think it's also smart that he's going back to Texas because, and you know, Tony Gonsolin said this at, at Dodger Fest, that the thing that he has to focus on the most is trying not, uh, not trying so hard because that's where you could, because you, you so, you want to expedite the process. You want to get on the field as quickly as possible. And in the process of doing that, you can go ahead and overdo it and create, cause more harm than good. So I think the fact that Kershaw is going to be away from these guys so he can resist those temptations, I think that's very smart of him to do that. Uh, Kershaw also wanted, uh, he showed his, he appreciated that the Dodgers were giving him the time and the space uh, to make his decision in free agency uh, this offseason. 
it, while they still made it clear to him that they wanted him to to return. And his direct quote was, I felt wanted, even though I, I'm kind of damaged goods right now. These are Kershaw's words. I'm damaged goods right now. It was good for that feeling. I think, again, we talked I about heard this. That quote. You're going to make me tear up. Oh, why are you crying? Heart. Why are you crying? What's the matter <laughs> There's no with crying you? in baseball. I that like that's that's heartwarming. Like this is yet another reason I love this team. You know, for for all the flack sometimes it gets, and that's not even going into the villain stuff. Like this team cares. Like what they do for for Andrew Tolls. You know, in the off season every year, what the you know just making sure Kirsch felt wanted. Like. This is such a good team, and you see it play out in the clubhouse with how these guys are with each other, and even just in this interview with Kershaw. Do do we know? Did they do that again this year with Andrew Tolls? Well, it hasn't. I don't think it's started yet. They did do it last year and the previous year, yeah. so I'm sure. I'm. I'm. I mean, if if the pattern follows, they're probably going to. And if, if for those of you who aren't familiar with the troubles that Andrew Tolls is going is suffering through. Uh, the Dodgers basically they they have him on on the minor league roster. Is that There's is that something. true? Something I I know that we renew a contract for. I say we like I'm doing it. Sorry, I do that a lot. <laughs> um, I know that they renew a contract for him every year, essentially, but I don't know at what level. And the reason why they're doing that is so he can have access uh, to to the medical care to deal with his mental health. Uh, so I, I do feel like that is super classy on the Dodgers part. And I hope they do do it again. And I, I hope he continues to make process uh, progress, excuse me. And, and, and is on and just doing better. I, I just really hope that he's doing better. Uh, but I mean, on the last show we had talked about was the Kershaw signing a legacy signing, right? I think the Dodgers were, maybe it was just more important for the Dodgers to make sure that Kershaw stays a Dodger because I think they played it beautifully here. When Kershaw says it was nice to feel wanted, you know, Brandon Gomes had said this, that they were always, you know, checking in with him and letting him know, we want you back. We want you to be a part of this. And it seems like that played a factor in Kershaw re-signing with the Dodgers. Well, and that just shows the care that they take. Cause like, I think you said this on the last episode, like Kershaw has carried this team on his back for a long time. So it's just, it's just the reciprocity of like, Hey, we appreciate what you've done. You know, we want to extend that back to you. And again, that's just what makes this team so great. Uh, the, the other thing that cracked me up, and this is something that I think all Dodgers are going to have to deal with because Chris Taylor said this at his, uh, CT foundation polar plunge event, where he said, I feel like I've answered more questions on Shohei than I have about myself. Well, there was an obligatory question, uh, about Shohei Otani and, and Yamamoto with, with Kershaw. So I want to read this directly to you guys because I want to get the quotes right. It was unbelievable. Obviously, Shohei, you see what's going on right here. I think it'll be like this pretty much the whole season, if not more. I just I just talked to him a little bit. I don't know him super well, but he seems like he's a, he's got a great head on his shoulders and he can handle it. Honestly, it should be good for other our other guys. I think Mookie, Freddie, they're superstars in their own right, but I mean the attention is going to be on Shohei 24-7. So I think he can handle it from what I've seen, and I think it should be good for our team. I think it should be great. And Yamamoto, I've just seen the videos. I said to hi to him as well. Maybe I need to learn the javelin to come back. I don't know, but he's pretty impressive. 
the videos I've seen, I'm excited to watch him throw as well. I, I, I love that by, by, because I feel like Kershaw said a lot of truth there. And we've talked about this before that the Shohei effect, there's so many levels to the show, to the Shohei effect. Are you listening to the show? Because I feel like I that's that, some of the stuff you said. <laughs> yeah, because I know the show base, I know the show base are listening and, and watching the show, but Look, we've said, even from the first day that they, they signed him, I thought the guys that are going to benefit the most from this are Mookie and Freddie Freeman. Because whether you like it or not, you can argue it, this is Shohei's team. And it's Shohei's team in the sense that that's where the attention is going. And honestly, I feel like yeah, it, what doesn't do justice is the look on Kershaw's face when he's saying these things because he's got a giant smile on his face because he knows Shohei, everybody's going to want Shohei. Everybody's going to want to talk to Shohei. What is Shohei? And all that attention goes to them. And these guys can just be regular guys, focus on baseball, do whatever they have to do. Um, I, I love the javelin comment about Yamamoto. And the other thing that I love about Kershaw is that Kershaw didn't act like he was an ex expert on Yamamoto. Like Kershaw sitting there going, I, well, I saw videos, you know, and all that stuff. Meanwhile, everybody else is acting like they're experts and they know exactly what's did going feel, on. Did you feel validated? Yes, I did. This is all about me, damn it, Amy. <laughs> this is why I have this show, because I love hearing the sound of my own voice. And I'm here to tell everybody, you're wrong about me. I have right takes. But I, I mean, what it's, it's nice that? to hear that the, he's he sounds like he's doing better. Like a lot of those media interviews toward the end of last season, it was like it was a it felt like a sadder version of Kershaw and we got you know just obviously him just trying to get through it i'm fine or you know whatever the the media takes needed to be and this sounds like maybe he's enjoying himself again he's excited to be part of the season like it it just he sounds happier maybe just more positive about where the season is potentially going and it could also just be relief that he doesn't have to carry this team you know, they've done, they've signed so much talent that it's just like, all right, whatever, I, whatever I can contribute to this team, I'm I'm going to do it. And he no longer has the burden because, yeah, you're right. At the end of last year, it was the saddest Christmas ever. And it was because he was hurt. He was hurt and he was extremely frustrated that he was hurt because if you've said this many times, he was having a great season last year until he got hurt. And I, I'm I'm sure, I mean, you, you heard him say it. He didn't want his career to end the way uh, it ended last season for him. So I do think he is thinking about his legacy. So I, I'm sure he's very excited about having another opportunity. And he gets to write his own script. Because if the Dodgers, again, if the Dodgers win the World Series, all eyes, even though he does have an option for next year. So let's not forget about that. So. It's all going to depend on how this season goes for him. Uh, I'm happy I wanna... for him. I'm I'm really happy for the guy. Like if if it works out and he's he's healthy, good for him. And right now it's just another. I think somebody brought up like the Thanos thing. Like like you mentioned Avengers earlier. Like it's just another stone in the. Alert. <laughs> I can play too, um, but like it's just it's one more feather in our cap. Better. 
Um, just no, go, another... go with your Avengers. <laughs> go with your Avengers metaphor. I, I, I'm just letting everybody know. Whenever anybody nerds out, it's nerd alert. <laughs> I'm a total undercover nerd. Like that's that's just yeah, that's gonna happen. But I'm just I'm really. I'm really optimistic for this team and I'm, I'm glad that they are going forward and you have Kershaw at least for one more year option or not. Um, he's a part of it. And that, that just kind of feels right. Hopefully he's healthy enough to pitch, but it feels right having him a part of it. It didn't feel right. Not having him included. I know that this show was dominated by Kershaw because Kershaw talked to the media for the first time, but that was, and I know that they talked to other people in the media, but it's like Yamamoto really didn't say much. Uh, and Shohei, I don't think said much. Um, so it, it's been a lot of Kershaw, but I want to end the show on this. The, uh, the athletic uh, gave out off season grades for every major league baseball team. And there's just a few teams that I want to go ahead and address. And I'm just going to assume here, uh, Amy, that the highest letter grade they could give was an A and not an A+. Plus. Uh, the Dodgers got an A for their offseason. Like would you like to award an A+. Plus? I, I would have given them an A+. Plus. I, I'm just like... I, I'm okay, just so one side list. High. One side list. Also, so sublist A... One is going to give the Dodgers an A plus. Just have that noted. And, and nobody else got a plus or a minus to be fair. So I'm assuming that when they were handing out the grades, they were just literally going by letter grades and they weren't doing plus or, or minus. Um, it's easier to other, type it that way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The other team that got an A, there were only two teams in all of major league baseball that the athletic, uh, that the athletic gave an A to. And the other team was the Baltimore Orioles. And it's funny because now with the new ownership group coming in with the Orioles, a lot of people are comparing the Orioles to the Dodgers. And a lot of people are saying, hey, keep an eye on the Orioles. Keep it because they do, I believe, check me if I'm wrong, if they don't have the best farm system in Major League Baseball, they are at the top of the best uh, farm system. And if they're going to have money, I mean, they just recently acquired Corbin Burns. They have billionaires that bought them. And if they're going to be open to spending money, they're going to be signing free agents. And I mean, that is a team that can be competitive for a good stretch of time. So I found it very interesting that both the Orioles and the Dodgers were the only teams that got an A. I, I want to focus on the National League West. So the Diamondbacks got a B. To me, a B still means that they improved. And this is a team that is just coming off of a World Series appearance so to me it is clearly that the diamondbacks are the biggest threat to the dodgers in that division right amy i mean yeah if you look at everybody else that's in our division san francisco got a d i mean not great um i think colorado's in our division right i don't yes yeah i'm, so... I'm a little baseball deprived right now so i gotta brush up on my regions again but they got an f so, so here are the other three teams in the division and their letter grades the San Diego Padres got a D, the San Francisco Giants got a D, and the Rockies got an F. Now, so that to me means that it's just the Diamondbacks. Uh, look, I think the San Diego Padres thing, they spent a lot of money last offseason, but they ended up trading Juan Soto. Uh, their owner just died. Um, they, they're in a tough situation right now. They also have situation too. 
the, what's that? the media was it the Bally's media contract the te their television network and that is what's also seems to be affecting other teams I think it's a, a team that got a D also was the Texas Rangers and I know the Rangers have been impacted by their television contract and this is again you guys if you believe in the power of prayer you guys better pray that nothing happens to Spectrum Sports that because that's the big difference maker between the Dodgers and everybody else is the amount of money that they're getting paid through that contract with Spectrum Sportsnet. So you guys better hope that Spectrum Sportsnet doesn't uh, go belly up. Now, look, things are going to be changing on the horizon for TV. Uh, I, I know Amazon is starting to get into the streaming of baseball. And it was just recently announced that Fox ESPN and uh, Discovery, which is uh, part of the Warner Brothers Network, will be streaming sports. So I'm curious to see how that is going to affect baseball, how it will affect certain teams. Look, the poor Rockies, the Pakota projections came out this week. The Rockies are actually projected to win less games than the Oakland A's. And everybody thinks the Oakland A's are, are the worst team in Major League Baseball. So that's how bad things are. So, so when the Dodgers are projected to win a uh, hundred and close to a hundred and two games, it's because you know they're going to be beating up on the Rockies. And if the other two teams, if the Gi the Giants had at best, you could say a mediocre season last year, if the Padres and the Giants are taking steps back, you're going to see the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks beating up on these teams in their own division. Now. Uh, unfortunately, we no longer have the unbalanced uh, schedule, so it's not like they're going to be playing these teams 19 times and be able to just be stacking up the wins. But, but in, I their, did... in their defense, though, those teams always play up to us. So even I won't get into the Mookie comment. Uh, I was going to say, are you going to go there again? No, I'm not going to. But just facts, typically when we play those teams, no matter what kind of season they're having, they play up to the Dodgers. So it is, you know, something to keep in mind too. So even if they got a D or an F, you know, they're going to be playing the Dodgers. And and the only reason why I, I brought this up, because this is of course, no indicator. This doesn't mean that this is going to translate, right? Because we all know that the Padres won the off season last year and look how their season played out. But it is interesting to me to see the the top teams and then the teams that are at, at the bottom. It's it's teams that are being affected by off the field stuff. Like nobody wanted to take the Giants' money. Like the Giants had money, but nobody wanted to sign with them. Uh, the Rockies are who the Rockies are. Unfortunately, they have an owner that just I, I, I Chris Bryant seems to be the only guy who can who's willing to take their money. And then the Padres situation, I, I think there's a lot of outside factors. and But they also just lost their manager. Bob Melvin decided to leave that team. And that's got to say a lot about what was what's going on there. So, again, there were other is, teams on that list even. I was a little bit shocked that Atlanta and Chicago both got C's. Um, so, like, they're kind of middle of the grade. I didn't think that they would have, like – blockbuster signings but for atlanta to to not really have anything going on either I, I would assume they would at least get a b but i think the reason why the braves got the c is because that team is already stacked so that's true 
they didn't need to make moves because they already have a stacked team. So I you're right, Juan. You're right. I, I'm sorry. Let's let's do that again one more time. You're right, Amy. For the people in the back, they can't hear you. You're right. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I think that's why they got a seat. Um, but it is what. I mean, but the Kansas City Royals got to be. I think that's encouraging. I wonder if they got to be because they just gave uh, Wit all that money. But they just um, made him the face of the team for you know the duration of that contract. Yeah, exactly. So it's all things to look forward to. Uh, before we end the show, Amy, I I know a lot of people don't like to give Ben Verlander any attention. Are you familiar with what he ended up saying about Mookie and how he came after Mookie? Since you brought up the comments, if you don't want to go there, we can just end the show right now. I saw it. Is there a question about what I? What what, what, is, what is your reaction to it? It's just he's ridiculous. I don't I don't really give him any thought. So like when people start chirping that he has another take, I might go check it out, but it's it's irrelevant to me because I just. There are certain people I'm going to agree and disagree with. I just think that his take was inaccurate. And he's he's entitled to that, but I don't really give him much credence. Why do you have to rub it in that you're so much better than me and that you're and I, you're just not as spiteful as, as I am? Why? What was your reaction? Were you like, are we, are we going to like West Side Story it? Are we like... Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> all change. Are we going to have a Do -do 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 rumble? <laughs> no, I, I mean... I. I felt I felt like the, the reason why it elicited any reaction from me is just because when Shohei signed with the Dodgers, he made this giant video saying, I want to make the peace with Dodger fans and, and okay. stuff like that. And look, if he can, he's entitled to have his opinion about Mookie. But when he then starts taking shots at them, not being in the world series uh, for so many years and, questioning whether other teams are even going to try uh well not necessarily try but questioning whether they care enough to put an effort to try to win i i thought that was going too far but you're right it, it was but i i guess maybe i just felt like i think it was alex curry that was on with him yeah she like, he does the like, show with her i felt like she put him in his place anyway and it was just like yeah uh-huh i hear you exactly what she said like nothing needs to be said because she basically laid it out for you she put it in simple terms so that so that he could understand well okay i'm gonna take my lesson from you and learn to be more classy <laughs> and we're not going to spend any more time on ben verlander dan this is a dodgers podcast we're going to focus on the dodgers i mean so, you could bring it up i'm happy to maybe I'll, I'll try to get more worked up next time no no you, you stay you need to be the calm one in this because uh <laughs> If if we have two hotheads in this show, I think people will stop listening to the show and just be like, all these people do is just yell. They're yelling on the Internet. Who do you think is hearing them? So I I don't want to be a yelling on the Internet guy. OK, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm I'm really glad that everybody was able to to tune in and, and you know, just get caught up on spring training started. I hope you guys are excited. I know I know I am. I'm assuming Juan, you are. I know I'm very <laughs> I'm I'm very excited. I'm a, I have a very excitable person. But again, we want to thank you all for either watching or listening. Uh, we can't uh, express this enough, guys. Please help us spread the word about the show. Uh, we're a fairly new show. 
uh, please, uh, as you can see, I have on here, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll read it for those listening to the audio uh, format. You can follow us on X at BB Shangra LA on Instagram threads and Twitch at baseball Shangra LA. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, spread the word tag, you know, tag us on social media or tell a friend if they like Dodger baseball, if they want to just be around the, uh, the Dodger community, come check out our show. Amy, any last words? No, just thanks for hanging out with us. Spring training is here. Spring training. We're going to have baseball games very, very soon, everybody. So that's going to do it for this baseball, uh, for this baseball, for this episode of <laughs> baseball, Shangra LA. She is Amy Cuevas and I'm Juan Ramirez. And we'll see you next time. Adios, everybody. <laughs>